Hello, 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 everybody, everybody, hello. Um, this is the day, the evening that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Um, I am Apostle Octavia Stanley, and I am here for our pre-conference live with my guests who I'll be bringing in. I'll be bringing in my guests uh, shortly. Apostle Shelly Morrison, a firehouse, phenomenal woman of God. And I'm literally looking for God to just be exalted on this live. And so as you come in, make sure you say hello. We're going to greet you as you say hello. I'm going to pull her in so we can kind of get some uh, dialogue going as it relates to this pre-conference and to hear what the people have to say. And so I'm going to pull my guest in. Amen. 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 Apostle, uh, how are you? I'm good. I'm how are you? Good. How are you? How are you? <laughs> Listen, I am one that starts. Praise God, I am one that starts on time, and uh, I believe that I've always felt this way. Like when it comes to the things of the Lord, we're gonna start on time. Now, if I can't help it, I can't help it. But I believe in uh, uh, starting on time. But I'm excited to have you as we get into this pre-conference live. And so yeah. we understand that the head wounds, the the disarm her head wounds, hidden wounds of ministry, a hidden hurts of ministry is coming up. I'm the host, April 21st to the 22nd. And it has literally been near and dear to my heart. Some of the, the pains, you know, the hurts, sometimes how you stay in the closet as a leader, yeah. because I did a teaching before, who can I run to, you know, mm -hmm. when I'm in pain, you know, who can I run to when I need some love and some advice, you know, without yeah. your information becoming, you know, uh, fodder for, you know, everyone, you know, or without your information, just getting out to everyone or being preached or posted or whatever the case may be, or you get isolated because you're in pain. And so who does, who do people go to? And so when God gave me disarm her, he gave it to me a couple of years ago and I kind of explained to you. Um, but I want to just talk about a couple of things today. And what I'm going to do, I'm just going to put it out there as a feeder. Thank you for everybody that's coming on. Please share and invite someone else. I'm going to kind of put it, some things out there as a feeder. So it'll be more like a dialogue. It's times where I'm going to put you on solo and just let you flow. Amen. <laughs> and then I, I'll hop back in there with you. And so I want to talk about ministry. And as I was sitting here contemplating, I, I literally felt like ministry is not a job. It's a calling. Yes, we quit, absolutely. You know, we quit jobs all the time, but a calling yeah. is going to call you all the time. You know, yeah. even when you want to throw in the towel, even when you want to yeah. say, forget all y'all, I don't like these people, you know, y'all mm -hmm. get on my nerves, a calling <laughs> will call for you, kind of like Jeremiah said, you know, I ain't saying nothing, forget these people, but it kept burning. So, yeah. so let's deal with that. Like, uh, the ministry is not a job like this is not like there are some ministries and ministers for a while that way where you weren't getting paid for anything still now you know i have my books and things of that nature but there are some ministries uh hey quintavious there are some you know uh minister ministers that you're not getting a job and you're playing the instruments or you're preaching the gospel or you're running that church and literally your bills are paying it and even when you get frustrated you can't quit because it's a calling. Deal with that. Man, that's, you starting out the block rough right there. <laughs> uh, man, but yes, um, ministry truly is a call. It is not uh, just a job. It's a vocation. 
Um, and yes, we are called by this thing. Um, I've been in a place and many of us who uh, go before the people in various areas of ministry uh, will attempt mm -hmm. to run from this thing. Um, if you got mm -hmm. good sense, listen, if you've got good sense before you even get started, uh, you'll be ready to run, run the right. other way because of, of the weight of the call. And there's a different weight that comes with a call than what comes yes. with a, a job. Um, and there's an error in the body of Christ right now, uh, I believe, because uh, uh, many in the institutional church will teach you as if this is a business, it's just a yes. business or it is a job. And, and while there are principles that we can glean, perhaps even from the secular world that we can apply, uh, right. the bottom line is this is a divine call from God and it Absolutely. will call you. You can't hide in the closet. You can't hide nope. under the bed. Uh, Elijah let you know you can't hide in the cave. This thing will call you and, and God respect it expects a response. Uh, it will elicit yes. a response. It will yes. elicit a response from you. Yeah. Yes. He will definitely elicit a response. And I'm going to um, speak about some of those things as we move forward. <laughs> Excuse me. But one of the things that I said when I was sitting there talking to the Lord about this, and it was just like, this is not a job. You know, this is a calling. And all I can hear is like, even if you're far away, if yeah. mom calls you, you come running, right? Yeah. Because you hear that voice. So sometimes even leaders, when they feel far away because of hurts and, and pains and disappointments and betrayals, it's still like that calling that will not let them go, right? Yes. It's like, Lord, I hear you when I'm trying to ignore you in prayer. We don't want yes. to say that about leaders. We don't, as leaders, we don't want to say we ignore God in prayer. But yes, when you done got hurt and you're just like disillusioned, like, uh, God, you tricked me. I think that was Jeremiah saying, you tricked me. Like you strong armed me, you know, yes. into this, you know. Yes. And I'm not trying to hear you tell me that I got to forgive them. I'm not trying to hear you telling me mm -hmm. I still got to love this son or daughter who literally just bit my arm off. Like, I, I'm not mm -hmm. trying to hear you tell me that I got to go preach for, you know, uh, these people who were in the green room like tear me down but i'm telling mm -hmm. you there there is a place i'm not trying to preach where my home looks crazy where my mm -hmm. children looks crazy oh, yeah. like i'm not trying to preach when all that goes on but this is not a job jobs people hop all the time i heard people say um mm -hmm. i'll find another one i was looking for a job mm -hmm. when i found this you ever heard mm -hmm. that oh yeah well, oh yeah listen. but i wasn't looking for the ministry when they found me Right. Oh, no. I, yeah. I wasn't looking yeah. for that. Yeah. And so I want everybody to know that we understand we we have been there. Um, this is not just an apostle. This is a friend and a sister. Um, I sung a song to her about her being a pal and a confidant. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and so this is someone that I know the hand of the Lord is upon. And so we're going to hop in again. Thank you all for joining. Uh, please share. Please say hello. Don't just ghost watch. You know, we want to know who you are as well. But we're going to talk about a couple of things. So one of the things that I have literally heard leaders say, and I've had to counsel and talk to, and to be honest, at one point, I felt that same way. And that was the mm -hmm. feeling of being unworthy, mm -hmm. unworthy for the call, you know, mm -hmm. unworthy for the duty and the task. Pastor Carol, how are you? The duty and the task that God has called you to the vision that he showed you. And you're like, no way, no how you're calling me. Yes. Right. Um, yes. One of the persons in the Bible that I was looking at, Jeremiah, the first thing he said was what? I'm a child. Do you mm -hmm. understand? You, mm -hmm. Lord, I, I, I stutter. 
I'm mm-hmm. slow with speech. Like, mm-hmm. how are you going to use me? So speak to that, and I'm going to hop in and go with you. So speak to that, just that feeling of unworthiness, because maybe you feel like you do not have the skills or are you inadequate to handle the responsibility of the vision? Yes. Well, I would say um, you gave a great example with Jeremiah, but, you know, the, the Bible is just uh, replete with examples of folks yes. who accounted themselves unworthy. And it's interesting, uh, even in my own experience, uh, when I first felt the call of the Lord, the call of the Lord, uh, I definitely felt I was unworthy. I definitely felt like uh God could not be talking to me. I didn't come from a church family. I didn't come from a church background right. at all. Um, you know, I'm just some uh, woman. I had a different type of plan. I had a different plan for my life. And and the <laughs> Lord began to, uh, you know, unfold uh, a vision to me, um, his vision uh, right. for me. I had my own vision, my own desires, my own thoughts on the thing. And so when he unfolded this thing, I'm looking like uh, the things I've done to prepare myself for my future did not include this. So how could it possibly be? Um, I found myself, I thought I was unworthy of the call because of my background, uh, both right. my lineage and also my experiences, my own choices, some good and some bad. I thought that I was not, uh, I wasn't right for the ministry. I was going right. to be satisfied to be safe, sanctified, whole Holy Ghost field. I'm sitting on my pew, shout in the pew. Amen. Give my offering, my time. I'll fund something for you. And I'm going to go on, yeah. work my job, you know, catch my flights and all this good stuff. But God uh, <laughs> called me and I thought I was inadequate. I felt as though I was inadequate. And if we be real, if we be real as women of God, or if I be real as women of God, even now, after years of ministry and different levels of ministry, I still have to be careful to make sure I have the mind of Christ and I don't count myself out from the things that God says I'm counting you uh, accountable to. Uh, And he calls me accountable to his vision for uh, my life. Uh, And so uh, when we deal with the subject, uh, uh, being disarmed, disarming her and uh, those head wounds, you know, uh, in order to get a uh, a good hit in, you got to know where, uh, when you're in warfare, you have to know where uh, the right target is. And sometimes we think that the target is the heart, but sometimes the target needs to be, is the head. Uh, And the enemy, when he comes to attack us, sometimes it's not just the heart, it's the head. Mm -hmm. And when Mm -hmm. we understand that the heart and the head are are a part of our soul, a part of our soulless nature, we'll come to understand that the enemy will come to mess with our head. And so if we already start out from a place where uh, we are struggling within ourselves concerning our worthiness, uh, the enemy will use that as an entry point in order to attack us in our thoughts and the way we see and the way we uh, believe about ourselves. He'll come to attack us, uh, not just to hold us back, but to hold us back from doing the things that God has called us to do. And so uh, the enemy, it it reminds me of um, in mythology, uh, in mythology, you know, there was Achilles and Achilles, Uh they talk about the Achilles heel. And this man was, you know, this person, this is mythology now, this ain't the Bible. Amen. Uh, But uh, (laughs) Achilles, (laughs) he was a part God and a part man. And uh, his Mm -hmm. father was a God and his mother was a, you know, a human. Um, And um, so he was very strong. He was able to fight very well, et cetera. But uh, the enemy knew in warfare to find the place on Achilles that he could enter in the way he could get in in order to stop him, in order to stop him. And the enemy today uh, in real life, in Bible times and in real life, he he has the same approach. He wants to find the place that he can get in and attack us and hinder us 
from victory. Uh, but we're different from Achilles because we've got Amen. Jesus. We're different from Achilles. Uh, Achilles was trying to get to victory. We fight from a place of victory because Jesus has already won it for us. Glory to God. Yes. But nevertheless, God. Uh, the enemy comes with strategy against us. Uh, he will come not just to wound our heart, but also our minds, our way yes. of thinking, the way we think about ourselves and how we mm -hmm. think others think of us in order mm -hmm. to hinder us uh, from doing that which God has called us to do. Now, Apostle, this is this is um, just amazing. Uh, and you said that he looks for a place of entry. I just did a teaching called Ports of Entry. And I was right. talking about the portals, um, the air, the sea, the land. These are the way that people get in or things get in from one country to a foreign country. Right. Yeah. So if I've, if you've ever traveled overseas, you got off the airplanes, you go through customs. That is a port of entry. You've ever yes. been on a cruise ship and you go to another country. There is a port of entry entry, the Lord, he, he showed me something so powerful. When we talked about the air, we're talking about the attacks on the mind, how the yeah. enemy, he is spirit. He will attack the mind. When we talk about the sea, we're talking about the things that people say, because the sea has a sound. The waves yeah. have a sound, right? When we talk about the land, we're talking about the things that you would do or people would do. We're talking about earth. And so the mm -hmm. enemy will use whatever vehicle he can find to find entry unto you. So whatever the port of entry is, just like you said with Achilles, you're talking about something right in the hill, like way down there. Like who would yeah. imagine such a small yeah. space, but all it takes is a little bit. We go yeah, back to Genesis with Cain and Abel. Why? Mm -hmm. Because listen, because you can't and he's able, you want to destroy him. But why? Mm -hmm. What was the port of entry? The thought about himself because mm. God did not accept his offering because he gave what he wanted to, but Abel gave everything. He gave it the way that God dictated. And so now you're looking at him in envy and you're looking at him in jealousy. And, and, and God asked, why are you mad? Because all you have to do is do right. But he said, but if you don't, here it is, port of entry. Yeah. Sin is what? Crouching at the door is waiting for an entry point. It's it, it literally your thoughts have now invited this killer, have invited oh, yeah. this particular wound, has invited him. And the thing about the enemy, when he comes in one way, he still brings seven of them with him. Like he's not going to come yeah. and just make you sad, but he's going to continue to fortify his stronghold with mm -hmm. thoughts and memories and pains and things of that nature. And so it drove this man to a point that he killed his own what? Brother. Mm -mm -mm. He killed God. his own brother. And so we yeah. don't understand that even in ministry, because of wounds, you can end up what? Killing your own brother. Killing Jeez. your own sister. Come My on. God. Because of a yeah. court of entry. That's why yeah. we must get healed. We have yeah. to watch those places, air, sea, and land, where the enemy is trying to come in and grab a hold of us and wounds are a perfect way for him to do it. And so when we my talk God. about, even with Jeremiah, what you say, my God, tell me what hit you. Let's talk about it. <laughs> well, I'm thinking about these gates and these, these ports of entry. I have had the privilege of traveling internationally and, you know, uh, 
uh, as the body of Christ, as a church, we've got to do better keeping those gates and keeping those ports. Absolutely. We've got to do better. You enter into that country and, and baby, they check in your bags. Uh, they check yes. in your passport. Who are you? Why are you here? They will come pull on. you aside and ask you some questions. Where did you come from? How yes. long do you plan to stay? Uh, and when these things come uh, in, in our atmosphere, when uh, different spirits uh, uh, come and approach us, we need to be able to take an inventory and, and be able to check that thing in the spirit for sure. Come and say, on. Why are come you on. here? Who come are on. you? Where did you come from? How long do yes. you think you're going to stay? And, and, and we get to regulate just how, no. We uh -uh, get to regulate. Yeah, we need to regulate. We need to keep the gates. We need yes. to keep the gates, the gates of our minds. Uh, Come on. Uh, we need to keep the gates and we need to keep them well. Um, so Absolutely. yeah, that thing that really resonated with me as you were you were speaking of that. It really resonated with me uh, just having been at uh, different gates. And, you know, at gates, uh, it's a, a place of exchange. You know, that's a place of exchange. Um, you know, uh, the, the Bible lets us know through the text, throughout the text, that things happen at the gates of a city. At the gates. Things happen at the gates of a city. You know, yes. uh, there are exchange of ideas, of thoughts, of money, mm -hmm. um, of mm -hmm. goods. Um, there is an exchange at the gate. And sometimes we let things through the gate. And Come then we want to deal with it when it's off in the back room. No, you waited a little too far, a little too long. You should have dealt at, with that stuff at the gate. At the gate. When it tries to make its first entrance, you should have dealt Absolutely. with it. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's mm -hmm. why the wounds get so, and the hurts get the way they are. Because the thing about gates, I love, uh, so I uh, had the opportunity to minister in Israel. And it was such an amazing thing. But I found out at the gates that legislation happens at the gates. Right. At Listen, judicial proceedings happen at the gates. And so we are literally to legislate at the gates. One of the things that I always share, there are other gates than the one I'm going to give. But if you think about your five senses, you're talking yeah. gates. Yeah. You're talking about your eyes. You're talking about your ears, your nose, your mouth. You're talking about your touch, kinesthetics. You're talking about, you know, there are other gates we're not going to get into now, but we're getting to some sexual things that are that are gates as well. And if we don't understand yeah. that, the enemy will use those gates as a way of entry and not everything is physical this is what we have to understand oh, yeah. if i can torment you with a thought if i can torment you with your past if i can torment you by your demonic experience if i can yeah. torment you by your family line if i can torment mm -hmm. you by those things i will effectively try to stop you or make you feel unworthy how do you use me and i used to uh slide down the pole how do you use me? Come on, because I was a stripper. You know, what if you said that? You said, well, mm -hmm. I was a prostitute. Well I, well, I was a crackhead. You know, well, mm -hmm. I, I was a thief. I was a liar. And so the enemy will tell you that you are disqualified by your experience. And so when God showed you a vision of who you are in your mind, you like, there is no way that you no can way. call me to do that. You want me to preach to the masses. You want me to tell them to repent. I don't even know if I'm fully repenting. You know, I'm mm -hmm. still trying to figure out if I'm saved. But these are the things that the enemy wants to stop. Why? Because he recognized that when you were born, you were a born solution. He understood that when you were born, you came in immediately as a threat to hell. Why? Because the glory was already ready for you. Listen, before you were formed in your mother's womb, the, my God, your God, our God said, I knew you and I ordained you. In other words, I commissioned you before your conception. I gave yeah. you a call before you even came out. Do you 
understand. And so the Lord literally put something on your life and the devil says, snatch it. How do we snatch it? Get them in the womb. So let mama reject them or daddy reject them in the womb. Let them say, I never wanted any kids. Or, oh my God, this is a boy and I wanted to a girl. And there are demonic gatekeepers. That's a whole nother teaching that even happens in the womb. There are so many things that are entryways that if the church does not understand that we have a mandate other than pay your tithes and your offering. I just said something. We have a mandate That's other good. than just, listen, that must be your timer. Yes, it is. <laughs> we, have a, we have a mandate other than that. I'll take you off a solo you can, uh, and you can get it. Listen. Hold on, guys. <laughs> there Sorry. we go. So there is a mandate on our lives. And I, and I want us to understand that the reason the enemy wants you to feel unworthy, because if you feel unworthy, you would never step into destiny and purpose and you would never destroy what is trying to destroy your whole family line. Many of you are about to pick up where your family dropped the bomb. I just said something. But if I but if I make you feel unworthy, you won't. Because maybe there was a gigantic call on your family's life. Maybe there were spiritual uh, uh, heights that your family was supposed to reach. And because of fear or pride, they didn't even do it. But God said, oh, this one. I see Shelly. I see Quintavious. I see Nicole. I see Janae. I see Carol. I see... I Tavia, I see whoever else is on. Like, I see this is who I'm going to use for this time. But the enemy said, No, you messed up too much. Man, you did too much. And then you start thinking, Man, I did do too much. Man, I used to cuss like a sailor. Every now and then, a word still slip out my man. No, I can't be preaching. Beyond. And what does he say? Keep on enforcing your whole principalities, powers, rules of darkness, spiritual holds of wickedness. Go ahead and keep holding your power and forcing your power and forcing your hold because this one won't move. Make them feel unworthy. But one of the things I love about the Lord, even when Jeremiah talked about him by a child, the Lord said to him, no, you won't go to all I sent you. Mm. I don't know about nobody else, but that's what he did to me. You, you can do all yeah. that. Okay, you cried. You ever did that, Apostle? You done cried, you, you done whined, you done, Lord, this is what they did. He said, no, uh -huh. you're going to go to who I send you, and you're going to speak what I command. Don't yes. be afraid of their faces. In other yes. words, the faces that the enemy is presenting in front of you, don't be afraid. Speak to that. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting, those faces and how they come. Um, you know, we mm -hmm. can read the scripture and uh, we think of those faces that seem, uh, you know, threatening and, uh, you know, unkind and evil. Right. But the faces that the enemy will present to you, sometimes they're familiar faces. Come uh, on. Sometimes the faces are the ones that you know and you love. Come on. Come on. Uh, sometimes they're the folks that they could be the folks of the, the faces of the folks in church, the ones in your home. And those faces will come. The enemy will use whomever However, he can come to on hinder the move of God to hinder God. the move of God. And so, uh, when we apply the word of God, we've got to apply it in the fullness. And no, we cannot be afraid of those faces. It doesn't matter whose face it is. If it isn't the face of the That's Lord, it. if it's not the face of God, if we're not in the face of God, uh, all of that it has to come subject to uh, the power of God. Uh, so much Amen. will come to present itself to try to to drag us back, to pull us back, and to discourage us. Um, mm -hmm. And we have to understand it can come from any direction, from anybody and anywhere. Yes. Uh, the fact yes. of the matter is sometimes the, the faces that we have to be ever so careful not to be afraid of is, is not the, the face of our foe, but oftentimes it's the face of our 
friend. <laughs> Say something, ma'am. Don't don't get me started. That's one thing that gets me all the time. We talk about the devil in hell ain't gonna stop me. No, but it's a friend next door that will. Come on, you got think me and you were talking about that one time. You know, no, it ain't the devil in hell. It's a friend next door. Listen, uh-huh. there is a mandate that God has on our lives, and we got to get it. I, I was thinking about Moses in Exodus four and ten. What did he say? I'm not eloquent of speech. Some of yeah. you guys have been there. I've been there. Like Lord, I can't sound like them. Lord, they hitting like these five thousand dollar words. God, I got a ten dollar word. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Lord, listen, Lord, they string together some, you know, some adjectives, some verbs, and you know their verb now. You know, con- uh, conjugation is just amazing. Lord, they know about syntax and all that stuff. I know some of these things too, but I'm saying just uh, some of the stuff that they're doing. I'm like, Lord, how yeah. in the world? I don't know that Hebrew and that Greek, and he reminded yeah. me of the scripture. Quotavis quit laughing. He reminded me of the scripture. Listen to this. He said, the people looked at the exploits of the apostles. And and he said, but they realized that they were unlearned men. In other words, you may not have been as scholarly, but if the anointing is there, it's all that matters. matters. I've listened to some preachers of old that did not have the best grammar. I'm talking about third and fourth grade education, but the power of the Holy Ghost will hit those tents. And you're talking about legs growing back, eyes growing back. Come on, you're talking about cancer leaving the body, all that stuff. Listen. Yes. And, and we say, well, God, you know, I, I'm slow to speak. You know, I, 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 I'm slow of tongue. You know, I stutter. Mm-mm. And what the yeah. Lord say, this is why I love the Lord. The Lord is not impressed or moved by our excuses. Because guess not what he all. told us? He said, wait a minute, hold on. Who made man's mouth? Isn't mm-hmm. it me? Who made the deaf, the dumb, the who? I did all of it. He said, I'm going to be with thy mouth. All the Lord wants you to do is even in the face of you feeling unworthy, be obedient. My God, that was, listen, somebody need to run with that one. Somebody need to run, even in the face of unworthiness, even in the face of you feeling like I don't have it like them. I'm not as eloquent as them. I can't cast out devils like them. My, their tongues are so powerful. I still sound like no, 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 no. Well, if that's what you got, then no, 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 to the Holy Ghost fall down. Do you understand me? And so, no, no, no. listen, he, he literally said, I'm going to be with your mouth. I am going to show them, even in your uh, grammatical errors, that I'm God. Yes. And I yes. chose you. And I put you here and I'm going to teach you what to say. So when anybody's struggling with the fact that I don't sound like them, you know, I don't look like them. I don't, I don't dress like them. I've always been, how do you say, I got to say it in a good way. I've always (laughs) been different. I hated the big hats. I hated all the little suits and stuff. I wore them because that's what I was in. Uh, you know, awesome. Pentecostal yeah. around the world, Kojic, all that stuff. I want to throw that stuff away. I always wanted to be in my jeans and my T-shirts and dress up when I want to. So I was always like somebody that went against the grain. Uh-huh. Well, now I realize that it, was, it wasn't that it was against the grain. I didn't want to be confined by religion. Ah. Some of you are fighting because religion is holding you. And you don't want it. <laughs> it mm-hmm. doesn't look like what God showed and revealed about himself. Mm-hmm. So good. in your in that part of you that says, I feel unworthy, just be obedient. Be obedient. Just That's be obedient. So Speak to that, Apostle. 
<laughs> That's so good. That's so good. That is so good. Yes. Even in feeling unworthy, we have to be obedient. And, yes. uh, you know, when we're obedient, you know, true obedience is not just, uh, you know, doing what you're told, but having your heart turned from the one who's telling you. Uh, so Come when on. God gives that instruction, if your heart is really turned to him, um, he'll begin to turn your attention away from your uh, so-called inadequacies and that which yes. you think that you lack and, and allows the Lord to stand up in you. Um, you know, the old saints are praying that the Holy Ghost will stand up in them. The Holy Ghost See. will stand up and you don't have to worry about what you can't say and how you cannot do it. You know, your tune up ain't tuning up. You know, uh, folks ain't worried about a tune up in, in 2023. Uh, you know, when you are worried about all these things, when you allow the Holy Ghost to take over, yes. you don't have to worry about being inadequate because he is more than adequate. God is more than adequate. He has more than enough. Uh, he is more than able. Uh, we need to understand that uh, we are just a vessel and it's going to be him that's going to do the thing through us. And through so when us. we begin to move ourselves out of the way, when we move ourselves out of the way, our thoughts, our thinking, our, our belief that we're inadequately, we can move that out of the way and allow Come the Lord on. to have his way, be obedient to him. He'll take over and he'll not just show us, but he'll show them too. Uh, he'll it. use you as a demonstration. Absolutely. He'll use you as a demonstration of his power and of his might. He'll use you as a demonstration of who he is and just what he can do. I love the fact that God always chooses. He chooses the ones that, that man would not choose. You know, he, he, he makes a practice of that. He does it so well. He does it. He'll choose the one that man would overlook, that they would uh, that they would question. He does it over and over again. And every time it it blesses my soul, it just it blesses my soul to see it. And so we got to be prepared uh, uh, to allow God to take over, allow God right. to, you know, take center stage in us and through us. It's not about right. us anyhow. It's not about us anyhow. Uh, so it ain't about us anyhow. Come on. Yeah. So sometimes if we concentrate on um, our own inadequacies, we have too much focus on ourselves. We're focusing too much on ourselves. Uh, you it. know, Satan is the accuser of the brethren. All the accusations aren't for a crime and for a sin. The, the, Satan will want to point at you and say, you're not this. You're not good at that. You're not, you know, this, that or the other. He's yet accusing. He's yet accusing us. And so we have to overcome the accusers. We've got to overcome the accusers by keeping our mind stayed on the Lord, keeping our mind My on God, God and, and, and being obedient. You know, obedience is obedient. not comfortable. Obedience is not easy. It's, it's not, not always easy. It's not always comfortable. It's sometimes not. being obedient, sometimes being obedient doesn't even seem to make sense to us. Come on. It doesn't always seem to make sense to us. Uh, but when we have a heart and a mind to be obedient, he'll make some sense out of it. He will reveal Come a on. thing. In our obedience, he'll Come reveal on. a thing, he'll open a thing up to us in our uh, obedience. Yeah. Obedience. Come on. Now you, you're trying to start some stuff here. <laughs> one, one of the things that I, I also want, I, I was thinking as you were saying this and I, I began to think about women in ministry and I don't want to go too far. I'm going to wait for the conference, but somehow there is, if you're not careful, as you were saying that there's a thing that we're trying to sneak back up on you. And there's an unworthiness that happens when you're always having to fight against who are you as a woman that you would even dare to preach? Who are you as a woman that you would even dare say you're an apostle? Who are you? 
you as a woman that you would dare, you know, and all these things. And so these things understand that the enemy will try to bombard your mind with these thoughts. And I've been there. I'm at a place now where I'm, you can't get me with that one. Like I'm done. You can say whatever you want to. You can preach however many times you want to. I know the context and the content. So it is Amen. what it is. I know the author Amen. of all of it, but I'm, but I'm saying there are people who literally Women who are literally uh, are struggling, and, and I'm, I'm going to get to that struggle part later, but struggling even in their, their worthiness to, to minister the gospel in a male-dominated world. Because if you are preaching and don't have a big mouth like me, like don't be real, real loud because you are instantly a Jezebel, right? You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're, 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 you're instantly a rebel, you know, you're, you're instantly, you know, a troublemaker or whatever the case may be. And so the inner things that you have to, so I'm going to go ahead to this thing, talk about the secret struggles. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and shift into that because there are things where women, uh, and I'm going to talk about some other things, but where they struggle at home after you just delivered that message and some of the closest people to you telling you that you out of order. Who are you? You got on some pants. Who are you? You just trying to cast out a devil. You cast out a devil. Who are you? You up there ministering. Who are you? You calling yourself apostle. No, you are an evangelist. You are a, a, a missionary right you, you, you're the motherboard like who do you think you are so these are struggles that sometimes we're afraid to say to people and let me tell you why because the first thing that people want to say is you just want a title Oh, that's See, the we, first thing they say. Oh, we, yeah. We don't want to deal with that stuff and I tell people all the time this ain't about titles this is about an office Jesus it's Christ himself, himself said and I gave some yes and he knew right. who he gave it too and he didn't need your permission to do so he didn't need your permission. Come on, uh, deal with it. Uh, Lord have mercy. You, you walking heavy, apostle. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, you know, it, on a personal note, I have spent many days, many nights <laughs> on my Come face on. before the Lord uh, concerning this call on my life as a woman in ministry. Um, and you refer to the fact that this is often seen as a secret struggle. Um, mm -hmm. And um, as I have struggled back and forth with uh, with folks, with institution, with denomination, uh, uh, with different ones, and even with God concerning this call on me as a woman and on the call for women, um, I've come to know that uh, the, the secret is that the struggle oftentimes really isn't ours to begin with. Come on. That? The secret. We let the secret out. The secret really isn't ours to be. The, the struggle Ooh. really isn't ours to begin with. Amen. Uh, but sometimes the folks around us really got the struggle and they want to put their struggle on you. Uh, they're struggling with their own identity. Uh-huh. They're struggling with the fact that they lack some anointing. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Uh, they're struggling with the fact they want to measure uh, themselves against you as a woman. They're they're struggling. They're struggling. That's their struggle. And they want to project their struggle onto you. Uh, and so, and all my hours and days and nights weeping before the Lord, all my faith, the Lord let me know uh, some of the struggle you don't have to own, you don't have to take, you don't have to carry. It does not belong to you. When you have a revelation of God and a revelation of who you are, when you know what God said, you ain't got to fight that thing. Uh, but just obey it. You got to obey it. And so folks want to bring you a fight and bring you a struggle that you ain't even got to deal with. You ain't Come even got to deal with it. Come and it on. comes a time and a place where we have to uh, begin to say, this ain't this ain't mine, that's yours. Now, if you want to be that's deliberate of that, I can help you. Hallelujah. Uh, but I'm not going to take that struggle on as my own. Amen. Come on. So sometimes a struggle, uh, uh, sometimes a struggle, number one, is not ours. It's actually theirs. And they want to project it theirs. on you. 
Yes. And, and number two, sometimes uh, the struggle tries to remain a secret because um, let's be real, we are, we are trying to uh, protect an image, uh, protect on. perhaps the uh, integrity of someone else. Amen. Yep. Let's be real here. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes we are, uh, the thing seems like it is, uh, it, it's hidden and it, it's a secret uh, because we are taught. Amen. We're taught that uh, we're to cover this thing. Amen. Yep. Amen. That's, a whole, that's a whole nother right there. Listen, I already right feel uh, where you're going. Uh, yes. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> we uh, misuse and misapply the scripture concerning covering and uh, concerning even how love will cover a multitude of sins. Uh, Sin, yep. you know, in some circles, I'm going to say it like this, and I'm going I'm to be careful. Amen. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to tell the truth. Amen. Go ahead. You know, in some circles, you know, as people, uh, as we are taught to serve leaders and taught to serve in, you know, in the church, um, mm -hmm. you know, we're told uh, that uh, there's a, a phrase that's used in some circles. They tell you to sanctify the leader in the eyes of the people, to sanctify See? the leader in the eyes of the people. And Deal indeed, with that one. You know, <laughs> and indeed we do sanctify the leader in the eyes of the people we you know respect them we reverence uh the leader because of you know what the lord has called them to and what he's called you know what they the, the office they might hold or the position they might hold some of them don't actually hold an office they just See, in a position but that's really a title or position yeah yes that's right uh but in the midst of all of that we have to understand that uh, there's some things uh that if they remain covered they can't be dealt with uh, when you hide it, when you sweep it under the rug, that's not the proper type of covering. That's not Absolutely. the proper type of covering. Uh, people right now are struggling with the issue of covering. Uh, yeah. by the way, there's an issue. People are struggling with the issue of covering. Uh, proper yep. covering is lacking in many instances. Yes. Uh, some people uh, don't want to be covered because of bad experiences, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes the way that we are covering or the way that we look for covering is not right. Yes. So we'll sweep a thing under the rug and we don't realize we're just sweeping it under the rug, and that's not a proper covering. It's that's not, not how proper. you cover a multitude of sins. That's not how you cover an issue. That's not how no. you cover a struggle by sweeping no. it under the rug. That's not yep. how you do it. No. no. Uh, when, when the Listen. Lord covers a thing, when the Lord covers a thing, He can deal with it under the cover. You know, so some things we keep, we want to keep a secret, and we struggle with secretly because we're trying to uh, sweep something under the rug or, yeah. or uh, protect somebody else uh, right. from exposure. Uh, but we are in a day and a time of divine exposure and reveal. Uh, that yes. means God is rolling up them carpets. He's rolling up the rugs. You ain't got to worry yes, about he trying to keep it up under the. He gonna roll it on back. And, and he's going to reveal some stuff that he might deal with it. Uh, that so he might deal with struggles it. Ain't going to be a secret no more. Uh, and that's what. I'll oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. And, that, and that was the part. And that's why when he said disarm her, I literally thought he was just talking about women. And he said, no, the bride. Because it, yeah, it's not just women. We love talking about women. No, I'm talking about men too. I'm talking about the low down and the down low. I'm talking about oh, all man. the sneaky stuff that, like you said, I sanctify them in the eyes of the people. But the Lord said it's now time for divine confrontation divine mm -hmm. confrontation because far too often we have allowed people to be very dishonorable we have allowed people to operate under the cloak of their listen their title and so because i'm apostle prophet evangelist pastor teacher you don't come and correct me when i'm doing this wrong 
And that, oh. that's absolutely over. 2023, people are not impressed by that. I understand yeah, yeah. Th there are people that will honor who you are when they see God, but there are also rods in the people that if it's nasty, they're going to say something. And we say, well, you're best being rude and dishonorable. Do we have a dishonorable culture? Yes, we do. Yes. Do we have people that don't want to honor who God called you to be? Yes, we do. But we also have people that you call dishonorable because they address what you hear. Uh huh. Because they address what you're trying to hide. Yeah. And this is the time for divine exposure, for divine confrontation. It's not yeah. that God wants to uh, 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 embarrass you, but you wasn't listening in the secret time. You wasn't listening mm -hmm. in the quiet Come time on. when he was yeah. talking to you by himself. When That's he was right. saying, you better quit, son. I love you, daughter. I love you. This Come is on. out of order. This is improper. You cannot do that. I'm going yeah. to pull the cover off and it's going to be exposed. And so if you don't listen to me, I have no other course than to get your attention. Than to get your it's attention. It's secret because you don't want the help. But if God has called you, I'm sorry, he's going to reveal what it is because yes. he's going to get you back to a place. I'm telling you right now, I'd rather hear God in the quiet time, in the secret place, than for him to take my stuff and have it blasted because I won't listen, because the cover had to come off. No, Lord, me and you can talk right now while I'm still covered up. Let me go ahead and deal with this right now. Take it back to you. There are no more. Listen, Apostle said it. So she said, we have so many that are wearing bloody muzzles, but no That's longer. Good. That's one of the things I'm telling you that the Lord has been saying to me. He said, and people not going to like it. He told me, he said, darling, when you talk, people are not going to like it because they're going to think you're being judgmental and they're going to think you're being mean and they think you're going to uh, what is another thing they say? Oh, you're talking from wounds. No, I'm talking from his wound, the wound on his side. Listen, he bled for this thing. Come on, water came out for this thing. Listen, he yeah. bled for me to talk this way, to deal with the stuff that so everybody ain't going to be oh, holy art thou God and God's going to bless you. No, some of us coming with a sword and some of us are coming with a roar and that's the way that God called us to be because the church must get in order before he returns, starting with the pulpit. I'm sorry, but I said it. Starting yeah. with the pulpit. While we pointed a finger at the pew, he started with the pulpit. And he said, sons and daughters, clean it up. While you got that microphone speaking, but you over here fornicating and you're struggling with pornography in your mind and you won't Come go on. tell nobody. Come on, you struggle with masturbation and you won't go tell nobody. Now, I'm not talking about just be willy-nilly and go just talk to everybody because, again, you're going to be fodder for everybody. You're going to be uh, uh, talked about on Facebook posts. You're going to be talked about in the back of green rooms and you're going to be, uh, listen, I made that mistake. Y'all don't understand. Listen, there was time where I was trying to hold on for my dear life. So I was just talking to who looked like they knew Jesus. Y'all don't want to hear that part. I don't know want to say nothing about that. I'm going to tell you my part. If you look like you knew Jesus, I was trying to live. I was trying to find a life preserver. I was trying to get, but I had to learn even in the midst of that, just because they say Jesus don't mean they for you. Uh-huh. Let me Show tell you me. something. These secret struggles, you better find you some help. You better you ask better the Lord, who, who is my counsel? Lord, who is my confidant? Lord, who is a friend that I can go to that's not just going to speak down, but they're going to speak life to that situation. They're going to make me see this thing the way you said it. They're going to go. One of the things I say, and I will always say, that's, that's why I love her. Apostle Shelly, I'll talk to her about something, and she will say, let's fast, let's pray. Next thing I know, she'll fast and pray without me. I said, good God. Like, you know, I'm talking about somebody. <laughs> she went in for me by herself. Next thing I know, all kind of doors is opening. 
All kinds of stuff. I called her. I said, you must have been praying and fast. She said, yep, I told you. I said, but you did it without me. Let me tell you something. <laughs> this, you got to get you somebody that, listen, as soon as they hear what you're going through, they already know how to get down on their knees and pray. Soon as you get, listen, I had to find some people that's just like that because I've been there for everybody else. I said, Lord, I need somebody for me. I need somebody to do that for me. I'm like, Jesus, I, come on, Jesus, take the wheel. I need, <laughs> come on, I, 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 I need you to move this thing. And guess yeah. what? Yes. Because if I'm struggling, I, I, can I be transparent? Y'all know, y'all, y'all, y'all know how I am. I can be transparent. <laughs> I, I, I literally, I shared with Apostle and uh, Apostle Shelley and matter of fact, Apostle Spells too. I said I'm praying about this situation and I can't even hear. Mm. See, y'all want to say that you're an apostle, you always hear. You're a prophet, you always hear. You're an evangelist. You are always here. You're the biggest giver in the church. You, I, I said, I am praying and I can't even hear. Mm -hmm. I said, listen, this one, I can get a word for everybody else. I can preach for everybody else. I said, most of my issues I can talk, but it's this thing that I can't hear nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Guess what? I wasn't going to struggle with that by myself. No. I, could, mm -hmm. I couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. So I went somewhere where I wasn't worried about my stuff coming back out on Facebook. I wasn't worried about my stuff coming back out on Twitter, on TikTok. I wasn't worried about it going to the next friend or the next person that we're connected to. I wasn't worried about any of that. I had to worry about any of that. And so if you're struggling with something secret, leaders, because I'm telling you, I already know what's busting you in your head. I already know if you really love God, it's haunting you. Get you mm -hmm. some help. Talk to someone, someone you know you can trust. And that takes prayer. It takes discernment. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. these secret struggles, God don't want to be secret no more. Come on, Apostle. Yeah. Well, and I think the Lord is asking us, he's, he's telling us, you know, saints of God, uh, we know there are secret struggles. I'm asking you, are you a safe place? Will you be Ooh, a safe place? On. Will you provide a safe place for someone who has that secret struggle? Uh, My God. need a place to go. They need a place. Are you a safe place? We need to ask ourselves that. Are, are we a safe place? Can God count us as a safe haven for My the God. people who are struggling? You know, it, it, there's a reason. In some instances, you know, there's, a, there's not a good reason for it to be a secret, but sometimes folks just don't have anywhere to go. They feel like That's there's it. nowhere to turn. They That's feel it. like there is nowhere to turn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some of us are so involved in ourselves and our own stuff and our own what we want and how we want it that, uh, that we don't even think about what someone else is going through. Right. Some of us uh, can't hold water. Some folks can't Some hold water. Okay? They can't hold water and hold a drop. No. Right. Uh -uh. And we got to be able to be a safe place for someone else. Yeah. Say you, you have yeah, to be. You have to learn yeah. how to be. A, can you be a safe place for somebody else? Because the powerful thing about it, that's why I was telling the Lord. I said, Lord, I said, I know all kind of secrets. I, I know all kind of struggles. I said, this stuff ain't been nowhere to nobody. But doggone it. I just share some stuff and I'm hearing it back again. What in the world? And so it makes you do what? Close up. Draw back. Draw it, back you draw back. You yeah. isolate. Because yeah. it's like, who can I run to when I need some help? Yes, she said, it <laughs> spells on it. she said an unhealed ear becomes a murderous mouth. 
that's Come good. on. That's, so that's good. another speaker yeah. for the conference. Y'all need to get to the Disarm Her Conference, St. Louis, Missouri, April 21st and 22nd. I'm telling you right yeah. now, an unhealed ear will become a murderous mouth. I, I, The Lord, he was literally telling me about he was sharing with me about, and you said, and I was like, here she go with this. I did not want to deal with this, but he was talking to me about sons and daughters. And he was saying those who come to you for covering, but you really don't want to be covered. Jesus. You still got wounds from your mama. You got wounds from your daddy. You got wounds from your friend. You taking it out on your spiritual parent. All they trying to do is love you. All they trying to do. Yeah. And the thing is until we come out of that struggle and say, listen, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I'm having a struggle. I want to be covered, but I, I, I'm struggling with it. I'm struggling with um, listening to somebody else. Mm -hmm. See, we don't want to say that. I'm struggling yeah. with obeying what somebody else said. I'm struggling with submitting uh, 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 the, the things that God has given me to another for inspection. Yeah. Come on. I'm struggling uh, with submitting what God told me to do to someone to say, no, you need to sit that down, put that down, calm down. You wounded, you hurt, you jealous, you disrespectful, you distant. We, we don't want it. So we struggle on the inside. We know we're doing it. And then he was sharing with me when I was in the bathroom. He said, but then you get mad at the spiritual parent for not parenting when you don't submit yourself to the parenting. You Lord, I said, I, listen, listen, we don't want to, we, we don't want to go there. You get mad at the spiritual parent for not parenting. They ain't called me. They ain't did this. They ain't emailed me. You know, they ain't, you know, they ain't like my status. They, and you ain't even submitted yourself to the parenting. Not nothing like my status. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> Listen. You're talking good. You're talking right. But it's it, so true. It's so it's true. true. It's so he true. He was talking to me about it that in the bathroom. Apostle, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, the Bible tells us plainly the truth makes us free. It does. And if we would, if we begin to deal with the truth, sometimes folks don't want the truth. Sometimes nope. people know the truth, but they fail to they fail to admit it. Yeah, uh, they will not confess it. Um, yeah, I would rather a a son or daughter. I'd rather an acquaintance or whoever. I'd rather yes. go on and, just, and and confess the truth so we can deal with it. That's you it. know, if yeah. if you don't want to hear nothing I got to say, then go on and 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 put it out there. Just put, <laughs> it, out put there. it out there. I'm, I ain't trying to hear this because of X, Y, and Z. Go on and put it out there so we can deal yes. with it. Now I'm gonna deal yes. with the brother tell me or not because I got the Holy Ghost. Praise the well, Lord. <laughs> I'm gonna come on because I got the Holy Ghost. Now, but sometimes your confession out your mouth will help you to get to a place where you can be healed. You got to come on. acknowledge that there is a wound, that there is a problem, that there That's is it. an issue. That's yeah. it. Yeah, Apostle, we got a question that we got a question that said how to do it though. How did you do that? Vanessa, that's a good question. You know, you're asking how to do what exactly, Vanessa? So when I was when I was speaking of being a uh, spiritual son and daughter, and you know, we say we want the covering, and I know that even in essence, there's a part that really wants it, but the yeah. wounds are speaking louder than the part that wants to submit. So how yeah, does a person that's submit? Good. That's good. That's good. Many are seeking a human elevator cloaked as spiritual children. Woo! Yeah, come on you now. You want to <laughs> in the honey. You don't want a parent. You want promotion without process. Without process. Giant. That's come a whole on. preach right there. Now, right now you there. can have a whole nother. That's a whole preach right there. That's real. Um, yeah. And, and I want to I want to come back to that. Okay. Uh, in the context of what uh, Sister Vanessa was asking, um, you know, 
Sister Vanessa, she's part of the remnant. I love Sister Vanessa, okay. praise the Lord. And if I can say this about Sister Vanessa, I, I remember recently, uh, Sister Vanessa was at work. Sister Vanessa, you, how to submit to our teacher? I want to, but it's like, I don't know how. That's real. That's good. That's Vanessa. real. I love it. That's real. Yeah. Um, you know what? Just being able to acknowledge that what you don't know before your teacher is uh, a step in uh, submitting to your teacher. Being able to acknowledge where you have issues. Think about you said, how do I submit to my teacher? OK, think about in class. You're in class, you're in school and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you have problems in math. You know, you know, you have math problems, issues in, in math and your math skills. You could try to hide it, be mad in class. I ain't going to class. I'm cutting class. Right. You know, this is how we do in the spirit. This is That's how we do how in we church. Do. I, I don't, you know, I don't like this. This is hard. It's uncomfortable. I'm not coming no more. I don't, I don't like my, I can't stand that math teacher. Why don't you like the math teacher? Maybe the problem is not the math teacher. Is this that you're struggling with? And then you Come find on. out when you go to the math teacher and say, I have a hard time with this, you know, uh, long division. I have a little Ooh. hard time with this. That is a, a step in submitting. That's a, a step in submission right there. Just that's the fact it. that you can uh, acknowledge it and you can confess it. That's a step in the right direction. And a good yes. teacher and a good leader will come alongside you, will love you, that's will love you as you learn your math, as you learn your math facts, and they will help you along the way. Does that kind of make right. sense, Vanessa? I hope that makes sense. Right. And that's yeah. so good what you said, because as the Lord was sharing with me um, earlier, because, you know, me, uh, me and God like to talk while I walk. <laughs> and one of the things that he was, uh, you know, he has been sharing with me uh, just even over just getting prepared for this arm her and the, the and the divine confrontation and the truth is the truth. Like all the things he's been giving me, he said, if my people. Who will come by and they will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. This is where I get. I have to see God's face for what he says about me. Yes. Okay. Good. Okay. Good. Because it's easy to say something very good about you. Right. You can speak high of yourself even when you speak low. But when God says, here's a prime example. There was an apostle that told me uh, when I was 20, uh, 23, 24. She said she was preaching. I mean, you could see in her eyes that she shifted, right? Mm -hmm. She shifted like she was in heaven, right? You could tell she was gone like the Holy Ghost was all on her. And she yeah. walked up to me and she said, you use insecurity as a crutch. Mm. You know, and on the inside, I was like, no, you know, like, no, she didn't, right? Yeah. And I'm just like, as a crutch. And I'm, even though a part of me knew I was dealing heavily with insecurity because of molestation and rape, like I knew it, but how dare you tell me that I use insecurity because I'm a minister now, you know, I'm a preacher of the gospel. I had a minister in front of my name, you know, I'm minister yeah. Octavia and you going to tell me I do it. So I got in my car. I'm telling you right now. And I'm literally like, Lord, you know, I, I can't believe it. You know, I'm talking to God now. I'm like, well, you know, she's going to tell me, you know, that I'm dealing with insecurity. You know, that I use like a crush. He said, you do. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. I, I'm supposed to tell God. No, I don't. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> I literally was like, oh, my God. And I just burst into tears. Yeah. I said, well, Lord, tell me, how do I use this security? What happened? Where did it come in? And then the Lord took me back to when protection left me through touch, mm. inappropriate touch. 
Yeah. And so I felt insecure. So the insecurity was about the protective piece. But of course, the enemy enforces his own, remember? And so yeah. now it became about my looks, my worthiness. Mm. Do you understand? That's how he works. Yeah. And so I had to literally go back and dismantle the inappropriate touch through the power mm -hmm. of the Holy Ghost. I had mm -hmm. to go uproot the seed that was planted that, that that told me as a little kid, you would never be protected because nobody dealt with it. Because you know how they do what happens in this house stays they in this house. Mm -hmm. ah, I just missed it. Right. So, so because all this is happening, I have to keep it up under the rug. Well, God began to uproot the seed uproot what had attached itself to give it even more strength and then deal with the fruit. The thing we like to do is deal with the fruit, the symptoms, right? But we yeah. don't deal with the ailment. Yeah. No, God began to deal with the root of that thing, the seed of that thing, and then he began to deal with the fruit. The fruit began to change because the seed and the root was changed. Mm, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. And yeah. so we have to be honest. If you're jealous, say I am jealous. If yeah. you're, and you know, who want to say that to? Tell Jesus and tell somebody you trust. Listen, I look at women and I deal with jealousy because I look at their hair, their legs, their lips, their eyes, whatever it case may be, the way they preach, and I get jealous. Can you just say that? You know, I look at the way they dress and I don't dress like that, and I get insecure. I, are, are you afraid to say I don't care? I, I'll tell people to me. I say, you know what? struggle with that one that's good that'll make you seem weak if you got an office that you walk yeah. in or if you took yeah. on a title no i'm not weak if you confess with your mouth i confess this is my issue i'm taking it to god he's faithful yeah. and just to what yeah. forgive me and heal me yeah so i'm telling him lord this is where i struggle this is what my problem is whatever that thing is give it to god we had a question apostle said what if it's hard to accept the love and help that's a good question. That's really good. And I think that that's a, a, a big question for a lot of people. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, that That is a, a difficulty. If I can say this, even amongst us women, us women of color in particular, uh, sometimes we can have a difficulty. I don't want to make it a generalization, but we can sometimes have a, a hard time accepting help. Right. Help. And uh, even with the example that uh, uh, Apostle Octavia just gave us, of how she had to trace that thing all the way back to the seed. The Lord had to show her the seed. When we find right. ourselves having a difficult time, sometimes we need to, if we have a realization that that issue is there, then we need to trace it all the way back to the seed. Why do I not want to accept help? Why Come don't on. I want to accept help? Why is this? And go ahead and acknowledge it. Sometimes you even have to acknowledge it with your helper. I know you're trying yeah. to help me, but I have a hard time taking this help. Sometimes you even got to tell well, the helper that. Tell them the truth. <laughs> tell them the truth. That's it. And it might not even be that they don't know it. They might already know it, but it might be that you need to confess it out of your mouth so you can out strip that mouth. thing of its power. Sometimes Bam. a secret. Say uh, that again. A secret you confess it so that what? Take a hold over you. Hmm? Say that again. You confess it so that what? You, you strip, strip it out of its power. Come on. There it is. Yeah. Yeah, there sometimes it is. A, a secret thing, a hidden thing will hold power over you. Yeah. You know, uh, Apostle Octavia mentioned, uh, you know, molestation and rape and things. What do what yes. do uh, rapists tell you? What do molesters tell you? They yep. tell you to keep it a secret. Keep Don't it a secret. Nobody. Don't tell nobody. Come on. Yeah. They tell you not to tell anybody. They want you to keep a secret and they keep you bound by the secret. Sometimes it goes beyond the act. It's the fact that it's a secret. 
Come on. That keeps you in the bondage. That it's a secret. The secret keeps you in bondage. And when you open up the secret, when you break the secret, you break the bondage. You break the yeah. chains. You break yeah. the chains. Right. So when you find yourself having a hard time uh, accepting help rather than getting puffed up in pride, sometimes I don't need no help. I don't need no help. And, you know, in yep. the back of your head, you know, good. Well, girl, I need, some, I need help. some help. I need some help. Acknowledge it. Admit it. Confess it yes. to yourself and confess it to somebody else. Right. Confess it. And then confess trace it. that thing back. Trace that thing back. Why do I have a hard time accepting help? It's because right. the last time I asked for help, they played me. Come on. Because the last time I asked for help, they didn't really help me. They hurt me. You know, the last yeah. time I asked for help. If that's what it is, you got to deal with those things. Maybe you need to yes. forgive them. Right. Maybe you need to forgive them. Maybe you need to acknowledge, uh, okay, they played me, but I also played myself because I didn't use discernment. Come on. When I asked them. That's good. That's <laughs> you got to deal with the root of that thing. You got to get to the root, just like Apostle was telling us. Get to yes. the root of that thing. Yeah. And the power. And the Oh, go finish. I'm sorry. I was gonna. <laughs> I was just gonna say that even when a thing is hard, it does not mean it's impossible. In God, it's still possible. And sometimes for us, uh, you know, when something is hard, we back up from it. We back up for something because it's too hard. Yeah. How many of us have quit a thing because it was too hard? You quit Come that on. man because it was too hard. Some of y'all hang on to him and they hard. If you can Come hang on. on to him, you surely. Come on, <laughs> surely you to quit this process of deliverance. You can hold on right here. You quit the Surely. job because it was too hard. You quit school because it was too hard. Sometimes when you are quitting, you're really quitting yourself. Woo. You're quitting yourself. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I'm I'm done with this. I'm done with the church. I'm done with these folks. I'm done with all. I'm done with it. No, you ain't quitting them. You quitting yourself. You. Woo. Yeah. So sometimes you got to press past the thing that's hard. Okay, you Absolutely. know it's hard. Okay, you know it's uncomfortable, but I am, listen, we endure hardness as soldiers of Jesus Christ. That's what That's the scripture it. tells us to do. Endure that hardness as a soldier of Jesus Christ. Yeah. He said, listen. no, I'm with you always. He's he going to be with you in the hard place. He'll be no with you. No matter what. Yeah. And the powerful, listen, the powerful thing about it, the Lord shared something with me a long time ago. I I, I did a message called, and this was like years ago, and, and it's going to talk about the love factor because she talked about, you know, having problems receiving love. And a long time ago, the Lord gave me a message and it was called, um, do you cringe when he touches you? And mm. it talked about when your mate, whether it's your husband or, you know, to be honest, people have boyfriends and girlfriends. Y'all still touching and you shouldn't be touching. But something about you, even though you crave to touch you, it, you tense up like, oh, you know, you let them do it. But you're very tight. And I had that. I de And I literally didn't have a clue like why am I cringing when he touched me like, oh my God, what is this? This was back, I can't even tell you many years ago. This was probably like 2015, 16, something like that, that I preached this message. Mm -hmm. And I asked the Lord and the Lord shared with me and I got delivered from that spirit. And y'all, you ain't going to believe it unless you be know that demons are for real. And if yeah. you allow them, they can have power, but we can cast yeah. them jokers out. Right. So yeah. I asked the Lord, like, what is this? What is this? And he took me back to something I had been delivered of, but I allowed it to make entry again. There's a spirit mm -hmm. called an evil, evil guardian protector. Satan, Satanists mm -hmm. know this. And this evil mm -hmm. guardian protector normally comes into a person's life as a kid. Normally, mm -hmm. if they've been molested, um, mm -hmm. very heavy abuse, like physical abuse, you know, uh, uh, 
a very, very heavy emotional abuse. And what it does is it, it guards the kid. So many mm -hmm. times when they have a uh, invisible friend, mm -hmm. it's an evil guardian protector. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. When they go under that bed and that's their safe place and you hear them mm -hmm. talking, there's an evil mm -hmm. guardian protector. Well, mm -hmm. when I was young to to find myself not feeling so overwhelmed with what was happening to me, I would go to my own world in my mm -hmm. head. Mm -hmm. And that's where yeah. I felt safe. Well, mm -hmm. I picked up this evil guardian. And mm -hmm. its job is to make you feel protected in your isolation and in your push away of people. But what it really is to stop you from getting the very thing you desire, which My is God. real love, pure love, genuine love. Mm -hmm. And so I sat back and when the Lord showed me that and he showed me when I got delivered and then he showed me how I let it back in. You got to always guard yourself because the devil goes to and fro. He's always looking yeah. for an opportune time to come back mm -hmm. and reestablish his hope. And mm -hmm. so I asked the Lord what happened and he showed me how it came back. Was there was an incident that happened between myself and my husband back then. And mm -hmm. it it so frightened me. That I mm -hmm. opened the door back up. Mm -hmm. I didn't know I let that thing back in. So mm -hmm. what was easy between us got hard. And I was mm -hmm. oh, like, oh, like, why is he touching me? Like, oh, Lord. Yeah. And I said, I don't want to be like that. And I said, Lord, I ain't been like this since I was young. Like, what in the world? He said, you mm -hmm. had to get delivered of that again. Now, listen. Not only did I have to get delivered, I had to fight against it. Every time it wanted me to cringe and run, I had to open and accept. Mm, that's good. <laughs> See, that's what we don't want to hear. That's, that's what we good. don't want to hear. Every time I try to cringe and run, I had to open and accept. And I would say, no, I'm not going to be like that. No, mm -mm, he doesn't deserve that. No, mm -mm, no, nope, nope, I'm not going to do this. No, nope, this, no, nope, that. Uh, I mean, everything that I had to fight because then it started going to people. Like, I didn't want to be yeah. around people. Like, people don't touch mm -hmm. me. Oh, don't hug me. Get away from mm -hmm. me. And I don't care how loud yeah. I was talking and, and I was smiling and all this stuff, I didn't want people to touch me. I was like, mm -hmm. oh my God, like why are they putting their hands on me? And the whole time I'm smiling while they're doing it. He mm -hmm. said, you're going to have to fight it instead of resisting it because I will find an alternate route. <laughs> if mm -hmm. I was going through that door and you was a hugger and you buy that door, I'm going to find an alternate route because I mm -hmm. wasn't about to get hugged. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to kill it. So the yeah. more I fought against it, the more it lost its power. So if you are mm -hmm. struggling with the ability to accept love, first of all, find out because the Holy Spirit will show you what made you start questioning love. Mm -hmm. Was it a comment a parent made, an action that they did? Uh, was it something a first boyfriend did? Was it you have to go find that first place and you got to remember that that was a moment, but it doesn't define you. Mm -hmm. That's it doesn't good. define That's your ability so to accept love. It was just a moment. Anytime I do counseling, I said, we're going to take a, we're going to take a moment, uh, excuse me, a minute to take back that moment. So let's, let's deal yeah. with that minute. This minute right here, we're going to that moment and we're going to deal with that moment, pull the power from that moment because it does not define you. That's good. And when That's you good. go back to that place and you begin to speak to it and you begin to tell it that I will not operate in this manner because this is what God called me. How can I give real love if I can't even accept it? 
Yeah. And the Lord began to deal with me about that. Now people be like, oh my gosh, love your hugs. I get healed when I get in your hugs. Or your, your hugs are so good. But mm-hmm. I couldn't do that before. But I faced that thing when it was one of the most uncomfortable things to do because I had to cause that thing to lose power. Amen. So it's times where we pray. I, I see what you just said. And that's fine with praying, but then you got to act. See, a lot of times we, yeah. we cr- prayer can be a crutch. Did I just say that? Prayer can yes. be a crutch too because mm-hmm. we just keep saying we're praying. But no, God's now saying act, act. Mm-hmm. Start doing the mm-hmm. opposite of what that thing is saying. So I hope that helped. Um, another question. What if you know that the covering or help loves you and it has been shown, like I see it, but you struggle with the separation of the things of that struggle. So I have this struggle. I know they're helping me, but I'm struggling with letting the struggle go. <laughs> what do you do? You're struggling with letting the struggle go. Yes. Okay. If I understand that right, uh, I think that I'm going to put it up so you can uh, so you can see okay. it. I'm sorry, I got light timers and I forgot. Okay, that's okay. If you know that the covering help loves you and it has been shown, but you struggle with the separation of the things of the struggle. Um, I, I really feel like uh, what Apostle just shared with us is a great illustration um, of how to handle those situations. Um, you know, uh, as she was speaking, I did, uh, the scripture came to my mind, I think Gayla actually typed it in as well. Uh, well, she put the word resist and it made me think of the scripture that tells us that we're supposed to resist the devil and he shall flee. And right. uh, but sometimes our resistance isn't, uh, you know, a boxing match with the devil. But sometimes uh, in order for us to resist, we have to just do the opposite of what he what the enemy is trying to deceive us into doing. You have to do the opposite of that. And so mm-hmm. um, if you're in this struggle and it continues to struggle the way the enemy is pulling you, you know, you've got. You've got the information in your mind. Like, you know, this person loves me. They care about me. They're trying to help me. They have helped me. So you know the truth. And so you've got to abide by that truth and you've got to resist the enemy and resist the lie, resist the deception in that struggle. Mm -hmm. And so uh, cling to the truth, cling to the truth. Yeah. And and, and fight. Sometimes your fight is just by clinging to what is right and what is true. Uh, Absolutely. Because sometimes the divine confrontation is you. Yes, that's right. See, it's not Ooh, just about good. going to other people. Sometimes you have to confront you, right? That's and there are right. times that's where right. I had to confront myself on things that I dealt with that I struggled with. And I ain't talking about sin. I'm talking about things that, you know, hurt me or whatever the case may be. And I had to confront myself and say, listen, you're not going to, you're not going to be defined by that that happened. You're going to acknowledge that it happened, right? You're going to yes. loose and forgive those who did it. But now yes. you want to reaffirm what God said about you. That's right. Because remember, I posted, don't believe the lie because it's after your identity. (laughs) That's right. That's good. Don't believe the lie because it's after your purpose. Yeah. So we have to be very, very, uh, very, very mindful. We got some, you know, some stuff coming out. Uh, I saw someone say, I believe it was Vivian and Prophetess Gator. Thank you for putting that up there. Resist the devil. He'll flee from me. It's one of my spiritual daughters. Um, one of the things, thanks everybody who's sharing. I appreciate you guys for sharing. Listen, get your friends and your family on it. Comment their name. They need to be on here. Um, but one of the, <laughs> one of the things that, you know, I, I, I truly, uh, you know, just appreciate God for is because there comes a time where he is going to make us confront us. 
-hmm. You said, well, why would I appreciate that? Because he wants to heal me. Mm -hmm. One of the questions that was up here was, I, I try to trust, right? I try to trust, but it looks like I'm like, I have an ulterior motive, mm. right? Mm. So I'm going to assume, and you can clarify, and I'm going to, if this is not it, Vivian, you can tell me and you can just clarify it as if you try to go connect with people, you know, you want to trust with them, but they feel like, um, the reason you're trying to connect or get close to them is because there's an ulterior motive behind it. And I can tell you that I've had to face that. Literally, people, and it got back to me. I, I won't say names. It's over and it is what it is. But I would literally, because I, I was kind of like, I had a green thumb, so to speak, when I began. So if you love Jesus, I was just like, oh, hey, hi. How you doing? What's going on? Glory to God. You know, and I'm just out there, you know, uh, no sobriety yet, because I did need to exercise some sobriety. But I was just like, hey, glory to God. You love Jesus. Can I? And how it looked to people was just, oh, she's just trying to connect for a platform. Oh, she's just trying to connect for this. And oh, she's trying to connect for that. And when it got back to me, it crushed me. Hmm. Because I was like, God, you know that ain't it. Like, I was just excited because they, like, it looked like they love Jesus. Like, they preaching the word like, whoa, you know, they're, they're, they're you know, and I just want to talk to them because, my God, like, these are people I look up to. And then when you find out the things that they say, it will crush you. You know mm -hmm. what I had to learn after, let me say this first, because I ain't going to act like it just happened overnight. Because I was crushed several times. Mm -hmm. but I kept going to Jesus and I said, God, you got to help me. So I'm going to tell you two things. He told me some people might not like this first, the first thing. Well, no, you'll like the first thing. You may not like the second. The first thing he told me is basically, you know, your heart, you know, why you came, you cannot make anybody believe anything. They're mm -hmm. going to believe what they want to believe. Mm -hmm. Then the second thing he told me was you got to be a little less you. Mm. We don't want to hear that. <laughs> and it came via a message. This guy was preaching his message. I remember it to the day I died. His name was Minister Maurice. And he said, you have to be a little less you. Hear what I'm saying. He is very introvert. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say much of nothing. Mm -hmm. Right? And the Lord told him, and he, you know, People that would say something to him about it, he'd be like, well, this just the way I am. This just the way I am. Did you learn to be that way? Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what happened. He yeah. learned to be that way. You have to be a little less you, how you have adapted to life. Yeah, that's ah, good. I said something good right there. That's ah, good. Yeah. yeah, I said something good right there. He said, you have to be a little less you. And like the Lord was sharing with me, we find a way of adapting to life, what yeah. life brings at us, the hurts that come to us. And so I learned to be, even though I was naturally like, I, I'm like an omnivert. So I'm mm -hmm. sometimes I'm introvert. Sometimes I'm like, hey, you know, but I'm more like, hey, than anything. But then I find my quiet places. But yeah. because I was trying to overcome pains and stuff, I was more, hey, all the time. And that wasn't really me. Yeah. Yeah. Are you catching it? I yeah, hope it's hitting somebody. No, that's he good. Said, yeah. Come on, you have to be a little less you because you have adapted. It's a maladaptation. Mm. Yeah. Apostle Joshua, how are you? Um, it's a maladaptation. 
You have to learn to be a little less you. He didn't say a little less who I called you to be. There's a difference. Yeah. He said a little less you. Mm -hmm. And man, that kind of like hit me in the throat. (laughs) (laughs) I got to make y'all smile because I know that's a tough one. But it hit me in the throat that I said, whoa. So I had to learn how to back up. I am naturally born a jokester. I love to laugh. I'm a natural born loud speaker. Mm-hmm. But I was extra in my laughter and being a loud speaker. And a, and a, when I came in the room, I was just so. <gasps> Why? <laughs> because that, because there was something that I didn't even realize I was hiding. Mm, that's good. That's really good. Yeah. So I hope. Yeah, we got to be all things. Here. We got to be all things to all people. And um, and so uh, and I, and I believe that even our personality, what we think is our personality, sometimes the things we think about as our personality really isn't our personality. Like you said, oh. it's, a, it's an adaptation. Uh, and I don't I don't go for I don't accept that's just the way I am. I, no. I want to be what the Bible says. I want to be what God says. I am who God that's says it. I am. Uh, and so, yeah, all of that has to come subject to the will and to the word of God. Uh, That's so all it. of it we have to bring into examination according to the word and measure. Uh, even we measure ourselves according to the word of God. So absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, we got to make absolutely. those adjustments. Yeah. Listen, yeah, I believe, um, um, Vanessa, I believe you are part of Apostle uh, Shelley's uh, tribe. That's a cold-blooded piece. <laughs> that, and I ain't saying just because you're my friend. I believe... I believe all the tools that are necessary that she has. But I, I teach on here. You're welcome to come. But I believe all the tools necessary she has. But you are definitely welcome to listen to my teachings. I listen to hers too. So it is what it is. We're friends in this. So we got this. Amen. Listen, Amen. Janae says she wants to be who God says she is. Absolutely. Amen. Listen, um, the last thing, and then we're going to let you guys go. Is this, hey, there's my spiritual nephew. <laughs> Hi, Trey. <laughs> Listen to this. So, feeling alone in the work. Quintavious left me, so I can't mess with him. He gone. I don't see him no more. Um, but feeling alone in the work. This is the last one. Now, you and I kind of discussed this, this feeling alone. Uh, amen, Vanessa. Amen. Um, feeling alone in the work. So, I began to think about Elijah. Now, this is something so (laughs) absolutely, when I saw it, it kind of slapped me in the face. So here it is. In 1 Kings chapter 18, this is right before he came against the 450 prophets of Baal. He was like, I alone am the only prophet left, you know? And I and here I am. You give me two bulls, and they get two bulls, and we're gonna do this, and we're gonna build this altar and let your God show. And I mean, he was talking hype. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What he was saying was true. It was true. But the Lord showed me something in his story. Because then if you turn around in first King chapter 19, he was crying and saying, I alone am the only one left, and they trying to kill me. <laughs> i want to talk about sometimes at first let's talk about the first time you feel like god gives you a work and you're like god 
Am I the only one that done this? I must be a trailblazer. Lord, you telling me to do Damn something? Lord. Listen, I ain't never done before, and I ain't never seen this thing done before, right? Yeah. And he's going against all these foreign but he's feeling empowered by the Lord. And many times, as trailblazers, you feel alone. Like some of you guys who are struggling, I, 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 I want to say some names, but I'm going to leave you there. This gonna this going to bless you. Some of you guys who are struggling, it's because you have been given a unique work. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. That's and good. you feel like, and, and because you are actually absolute, absolutely um, born leaders, it's hard to submit to leadership because you're a born leader. But a born leader has to first learn how to follow do you understand? Right. Like you're called to lead. That's exactly what you. There's my other nephew. Hi, Contavious. You are. You're. You were born to lead. But do you understand that in your leading, you must first learn how to follow. And so sometimes God give you a work, and you be like, Oh my God, I alone. I'm the one that's going to do this for my family. I'm the one that got to do this. And guess what? It's a whole bunch of people that got to do this for their family. Yeah. Absolutely. And what happens is, while it feels good to be called by God, that's a hard place because you got to understand that after the victory, you, you can't party. Uh -huh. You got to pray. <laughs> <laughs> you can't kick it because he was yeah. he was excited. <laughs> it ain't kicking the time. It's bowing time. Yeah. Because there's something that's coming after you. So then after all that hype talking, which he backed it up. Hello. He, back, he backed, Jesus it all backed them all the way up. Yeah. God yeah. had his back and he knew it. Yeah. But afterwards he was running. And mm -hmm. there becomes a times where you have worked so diligently in this thing. You have toiled. You have labored. You have done the thing that God has called you to do. And you feel like nobody sees my effort. Nobody sees how much I'm giving. I don't feel like God is rewarding this work. I didn't get in it for the reward, but it gotta be something more than the toiling. I alone am in Tennessee. I alone am in Missouri. I alone am Dallas or Utah. I alone am in Florida. I alone. Talk about it, Apostle. <laughs> well, this is one of my favorite uh, stories. I got a lot of favorites. This is one of my favorites and um, I actually have a ministry called 451 uh, because it was that it was he was that one after the 450 uh, prophets of Baal. Amen. Come on. Here come Elijah. And he had the results. He was 451. He was number one. 451. He was that one. And he it looked as though he was standing alone, but he had all the power of God backing him up. He had all the power of God backing him up. And so even when we find ourselves feeling like we're alone, we have to remember when we don't see a face, when we don't see nobody around us, You, if you are in God, you've got all the power of God backing you up. He had the power of God backing him up. You know, and, and some of his darkest moments, his darkest hour was right after, uh, right after this great victory. So yes, Come we on. have to be ready. After a great victory, there often comes, a, a, sometimes that darkest hour comes. We hear the, you know, the cliches about, you know, right before the breaking of dawn, you know, that midnight right, hour. Right, darkest. Uh, yeah. Yes, yes. And that that is very true sometimes, but also oftentimes after a great victory, there's going to come a great challenge. There will come Ooh. a 
great challenge and we've got to be prepared for it. But but we have to know, we have to learn how to find our solace, our rest, our rest yeah. in God, find our place in God. Um, and so even when we think that we're alone, uh, he will he will be there. He'll be by our side. He'll make himself right. known to us. You know, Elijah right. went off onto that mountaintop, you know, he went off in that cave and that mountaintop and the Lord yeah. made himself manifest to him. He come in a different way, but he yet made himself manifest to him. He let yeah. him know that he was not alone. You know, just last night we were talking about Hagar, you know, Hagar, wow. uh, uh -huh. you know, she, um, you know, was a, a servant to Sarai and and she has this baby. She's about to have this baby and Sarai get mad. You the one set this whole thing up, lady. You know, you mad at me and she goes running off. And and here she finds herself running away uh, from the oppression, if you will, of her uh, of her mistress. And she finds herself by uh, a water, uh, a body of water in the wilderness. So yeah. in the midst of all of this, in a hard place, the Lord was there. The Lord provided water in the wilderness for Hagar. Ooh. And in the midst of her sitting there by that water, he sent an angel. The Bible says an angel. It could have been him. It could have been an angel. He sent an angel to come and minister to her yes. and tell her a word concerning her future, a prophetic word concerning what is yet to come. Oh, uh, come on. She, you know, she ran from a place, but she ran right uh, to a place where God was was prepared to, to water her, to water her all over again. My God. And so for, for us in ministry, Sometimes we find ourselves feeling alone. When you find yourself feeling alone, you might feel like you want to run away from uh, the church, run away from church folk, run away from the work, run away from it all. Sometimes you might want to feel like you might feel like you want to run away from your family, but yep. you cannot run from God. We are back where we started. You can't run from this call. No, nope. you can't run from this call. And yes, he'll come and, and chase you down with the call, but he'll also uh, come and chase you down with a with an embrace, with a yes. with comfort. He'll chase you down with comfort. You are running from the call, but sometimes uh, he'll chase you down with comfort. Comfort Ooh. in the call. The Lord will comfort provide in the that call. thing for you if you allow him. He will provide that thing for you. Uh, and I'm, I'm a living witness to that. I'm a living witness that he'll give you comfort in the call. He'll give yes. you comfort in the call. Um, I'm yes. a living witness that uh, your secrets are safe with him. Your secrets yes. are safe with him. Uh, if you have that secret struggle, uh, you could take that thing to him and then he'll provide for you what you need. He'll provide what you what you need, not just in the spirit, but even in the natural. God That's will it. do that for you. He will do That's that it. for you. Yeah, he just will it. do it. He with, without it. fail. Yeah. You without know, Elijah fail. was uh, in all of his strength and all of his power. I mean, he I mean, this man showed out under the power of God. He, he showed did. out at Mount Carmel. He showed out. And in all of that, he found himself broken. After all of that, he found himself broken, you know, uh, but in the midst of that, he was able to be honest. Here we go back to telling the truth. He was able to be honest and tell God where he was, be honest about how he felt, honest yeah. about where he was. Yeah. And he, right. and he took that time uh, to be healed, to let yes. God minister to him. Yeah. Yes. God brought to him whatever he needed. And yes, so we have to did. remember that God will give us whatever we need. He'll give us whatever we need, even when we feel alone. He's got a way of getting it to you. He got to send a raven. Come on. <laughs> He'll get to you what you need. Yeah. And we got to be assured yeah. of this truth. We got to rest in that truth. Yeah. We got to rest in the truth that my God shall supply all of our, our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. He got what you need Ooh. and he's going to get it to you. He know how to he get, gonna it, to get it to you. Yeah.
God yeah, got God it to. I'm it. talking about this. This man was at. I'm talking about laid out in the cave. I mean, I mean, you know, I I, I see snotty nose, you know, oh, uh, yes. uh, swollen eyes. I mean, yeah. just messed up in the cave. Like Lord, frustration, all that stuff. Like God, like, but he, like you said, he was honest. Like this is how I feel. They are coming after me. They are coming to kill me. And sometimes this call will feel like it's trying to take you out. D listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. If you've ever been the head of any ministry or church, if you ever had to head a work, the enemy coming after you first, he gonna try to knock your head. You, in essence, are the umbrella sometimes to a whole bunch of other folk. It ain't even hit them because you up there battling in the realm of the spirit, and it's like that thing trying to take you out. But I'm here to tell you that even when he was out there laying. And by he thought by himself, the Lord going to send the raven. He sent him food twice. Get up and eat. I'm preparing you because you're going to go. See, this is what we don't get. You can fall out all you want to. He's going to make sure you get back up. <laughs> you, you know, you can pass out if you want to. It's time where you be praying for people. Them demons want to hide so they pass out. And you say, pick them back up. Listen, yeah. he's going to pick you back up. Get back yeah. up because yeah. you got a work to do. And he fed them and he fed them and he fed them. And he finally say, I need you to get up. You got to go work. I need you to anoint the next. Yes. That's oh, right. my God. Yeah. I need you to go anoint the next. Yeah. Because yeah. no matter what, you still got to go. Yeah, you still got to go do what God called you to do. Yes, you still got to go yeah. preach the gospel. Some some yeah. people don't understand. There's going to be some things that 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 <laughs> this season. I don't know about anybody else. It, 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 it's been times of crushing because there's an oil that he's trying to that he's going to get. I ain't gonna say trying. There's an oil yeah. that he's going to yeah. get from your life. Yeah. It, it's necessary. Yes. And everybody can't withstand the crushing with you. Oh my God. I'm trying can. to help some folks. <laughs> Listen, you, you, it, this ain't that messy. Everybody can't go with me because this ain't time about you going higher. This time about you being crushed. It's about being crushed. It's, it's yes. about being crushed. Everybody that you're trying to make sure they get crushed with you. You're trying to make sure they get it with you. You're trying to make sure that they grab onto the plan of God with you. And everybody's not going to want to grab that plan. There's times even like uh, 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 Apostle said, she said she had her own plan. She wasn't thinking about no ministry. She had her own plan. She was just going to be on some planes doing litigation. She won't worry about nothing. Just let me fly. Just let me win some cases. I'm not even worried about this, right? I mean, because you talking about a powerhouse. This ain't no punk in front of you. She's an apostle. This is a, a, a litigation attorney. Like this is a lady that was going back and forth with judges going against other attorneys. So you're talking about somebody that she like, listen, I ain't worried about that. But God like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Did that that what you think you about to do for the rest of your life. Okay. <laughs> you devise yeah. your own plan, but watch me get them steps. Ooh, and he sure did it too. Come yeah. on. Watch me get them steps. It was things that I just knew I was going to do, but watch him get them steps. Yeah. So even in this crushing, I'm telling you right now, like some people don't want to understand. Again, this is not that messy. Everybody can't go with me. No, everybody don't want the crushing that they see you going through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. and they're watching real good. <laughs> and they're watching watch real good. Say it. They're watching real good. Watch everybody you. don't want They'll the crushing. You. Come on, say it. <laughs> Go ahead. And they'll, they'll watch it. They'll they'll uh, criticize it. They'll have opinion about it. They'll, uh, you know, they'll discuss it with friends and family, enemies, yep. frenemies, all of this. 
you know, even in Elijah, after he, you know, cried out to the Lord and the Lord, he did provide for him. He provided a, a food, he provided water, and then he provided an Elisha. He provided an Elijah to Elijah, but he also, he was uh, providing an Elijah to an Elisha. Uh, but Come in the on. midst of all that, as he traveled and continued in his work, uh, Elijah continued in his work and he was training and giving an example to Elisha. But Elisha. in the distance, in the background, there was there were some other prophets. There was companies of prophets in the distance. Companies. Yeah, there was companies of prophets. They were watching. They were following in the distance. Uh, they saw the glory. They knew the glory. They knew the power. They knew it was there. Uh, but they kept their distance now. They had some Ooh. questions. They weren't bold enough to bring their questions to Elijah. They come See, ask their questions to Elisha. Elisha. But they watched him get crushed. They watched him move. They watched him minister. They watched him. They watched him endure hardness. They watched come him uh, go through pain and, and heartache and difficulties. They watched the miracles. They come watched on. it. They watched. From the distance. Yeah, they was watching from, from the distance. distance. From the hilltop. From the cut. On. They out in the cut. You understand? Listen. Come on. Yeah. I mean, out in the cut. Out in, in the, the cut, cut watching. And watching yeah. you get crushed and yeah. waiting, some are waiting for you to fall in the crushing. Yeah. yeah. Fail in the crushing. You're trying to take with you somebody that's waiting for you to fail or somebody that's afraid. Come on, yeah. my God. Either they want you to fail or they're afraid because I yeah. can't make it through that. That is too much. I don't even know how you still standing. I don't know how you still making it. I don't even know how you still going and you trying to take me with you. No, mm -mm, no, I can't do it. Listen, they either afraid, y'all better hear me, or they want to see you fail. And there's many that you're trying to take in this time. Y'all better hear me that them jokers are afraid of that crushing because there's even a fragrance coming. Oh, my son. There's a fragrance that's coming out of you right now in the crushing, and they are getting a wealth of what God is going But I ain't ready for that level of crushing. I'm not ready for that level of pain yet. I'm not ready for that level of sacrifice. I'm not ready for that right now. So you just gonna have to go on without me. And some of y'all need to say, I'm gonna go on without you. This is nothing personal. This is all God, because I got to go on without you. This crushing is about to get something out of me. This crushing is about to bring a fragrance or and even if I feel like I'm alone in the work, it's going to be me and God or it's going to be me and God. It's going to be <laughs> me, me and God, God, or me and God or it's going to be me I and like God. That. That's all me it's going to be. Or me, or me and God. That's it. And so this crushing that's happening in this season because there is a work that must be done. Yes, God will give you. Listen. God will give you rest. God's going to give you restoration. But there is a crushing that's coming. Even in the rest, God still be dealing with me and talking to me. Even in the, uh, one of the things that the Lord shared with me the other day, he said that I am causing you to rest from your toil and all you have to do is work. Ah, listen, uh, you're going to rest from your toil, but all you have to do is work. And even as I was sharing that, listen, me and Apostle Shelley was about to go we was about to go off on that phone oh, talking to each other. Because then she took it back. After I said that, she took it back to Genesis and it was off. Come on, go on back to Genesis and talk to him, Apostle. <laughs> yeah, even in the midst of the, uh, the rest, God is yet working. Even in the midst yeah. of the rest, God is still working. Uh, a lot of us don't even have a revelation of, of the rest, of a rest. And, you know, when we find even in the story of creation there in Genesis, uh, you know, Adam was created to work. 
He was supposed to dress and keep. He was supposed to dress and keep the garden. So he was created for a work. Many people Come think on. that the work and the, lab the labor comes after uh, the fall of man, after they sinned, after they had ate of the fruit. No, 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 no. That's where the toil came. That's where the sweat of the it. brow came. Uh, but there's always a work. There is a work to be done. There's a work to yeah. be done. Adabahashaya, and even in the midst of the of the rest, God is yet working. Uh, so Ooh. we can be resting. The Bible says He never sleeps nor slumbers. Nor slumbers. Come so, on. Uh, we call ourselves resting, and He's yet working. Yeah, uh, He's the Lord of the Sabbath. Uh, he rules over even the rest. Yeah, He rules even over the rest. Glory Ooh, to God. God. So even in uh, in the New Testament, we find Jesus and, and and the disciples, and they're moving about on the Sabbath, and they were working on the Sabbath, and folks had a problem with it. They didn't Come understand. On. They didn't have a revelation of rest. They didn't have a revelation of Sabbath, and realized they were walking in Sabbath. Come mm -hmm. on. They were walking in the work. <laughs> they were walking in work. Yeah. Yeah, their, their rest was in God, even as they were working. And, and even as they were working. You are resting in God and you can yet do the work. You can yet do the work and be resting in God. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, because you find I'm your rest in him. You 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 know, in him we live and move and have our being. We, being. we find our being in him. We we Woo. are in him. My yeah. God. Yeah. Listen, I'm telling you right now, like when the Lord spoke that to me, I was like. And, and then Apostle Shelly, she ain't somebody to talk to. As soon as she shifts, it's over. Like we were shifting on that phone, taking each other in. But the Lord shared that when he when I and, I, and some of you saw my post where I said, is, is some of you about to walk into your R&R? &R? We say rest and relaxation. No, this rest and restoration. He said, you're going to rest. He said, you're not going to have to toil anymore. All you're going to do is work. There is something that I am doing in this season with you, and it's not going to feel like that laborious stuff you were doing that hard stuff you were doing that back breaking stuff you were doing that the frustrating stuff you were doing like you're about to see the recompense of what you have been like literally been uh, uh, uh sewing and sewing and working and and, and and i mean you you turn i literally see it like this like you're turning and it feels like you're turning semen and that thing has been so hard it's like like literally you've been doing this and he said no 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 that toil is over you just I have to work now because you about to rest in me. Your rest will be in me. Yes. Yes. While yes. I'm working. <laughs> yes. Yeah, While I'm giving you the salvation work. Right there. That's I was it. talking to him the other day about the joy of salvation. He's allowed the joy of salvation to return to some of Ooh. us uh, who have been toiling. Um, and in the toil, Shaya, in the toil, in the midst of that toil, the enemy has come to try to strip you of the joy of salvation. You know, so you're working so hard, you sweat the sweat of your of your brow and, you know, the trouble and the criticism and the opinions and the this and why they didn't they didn't do this. And they said it was going to do that. And they uh, -uh. God is removing all of that. Yeah, Come on. that is for your that is for your crushing. That is for your crushing. Yeah, they 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 they, they couldn't show up. That's why they could have that crushing. Yeah. You know, they weren't going to do it. Yeah. They said they Ooh. were, but they weren't. And I knew that. God said, I knew that this is part of your right. crushing. Yeah, this is, is necessary to process you. And I'm getting you to a place where, hallelujah, I'm taking the toil hallelujah. out. I'm taking, a, I'm taking the hurt out. I'm taking the pain out. Yeah, Ooh. this same stuff won't affect you the same way. It's conditioning. It's My conditioning God. for the promise. It's conditioning you for the promise. Yeah. My God. Yee. Listen, 
Listen, y'all, we 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 will be here all night. I'm not gonna keep y'all no longer because listen, it, it some people, you know, when you are already on fire, it don't take it don't take long. It don't take long. I I, I listen. I talk, she shifts. She talk, I shift. It's some, and then we both just shifted somewhere. I'm telling y'all, this thing right here, you do not want to miss. And I know people say that all the time, but I'm telling you, you need to make sure that you get to the Disarm Her Conference in St. Louis, Missouri, April 21st and 22nd. This powerful apostle, Shelly Morrison, one of our speakers. Apostle Sharika Spells, you saw her on here, one of our speakers. Pastor Mary Cox from St. Louis, Missouri, one of our speakers. Yours truly, one of our speakers. Listen, my spiritual daughters on here, Prophetess Gala, one of our panelists. I have um, uh, spiritual sons and daughters from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, Lady Letitia Davis, uh, Pastor... Um, uh, uh, Terrell Davis. I was about to call him Bishop because that's why I call him all the time. Uh, uh, my daughter, uh, Minister, uh, Pastor Veronica Edwards, Pastor, Minister Craig Edwards. I'm talking about straight from the St. Louis area. They carry heat. They love God. I have my friend, Prophetess Priscilla Pope, phenomenal woman of God. She will shift on you in the prophetic in a minute. You don't want to miss it. Amen. I believe it's one more person. I think one of my other spiritual daughters is on the panel, uh, Pastor uh, Yvonne Lopez. You guys do not want to miss it. I do have a comedian on that's coming, and she He's going to minister. Jessica Pitts, phenomenal young lady. I talked to her mom the other day. I said, I see where you come from. And then a powerhouse, not only minister, but she prophetically dances. Dr. Kanoi, uh, you don't want to miss it. We have uh, a phenomenal list. I don't even know how to describe this young man. Bless the Lord on oh my soul. Quintavious will take you to heaven where he sings. That's the only way I can say it. And this is not, y'all know me, I don't, I don't puff people head up. I'm just telling you the truth. It just, it just, it, the, the first time I met him was because he was singing and the glory was all over him. And the Lord gave me a word for him. And then that's how I met them. And then they've been stuck with me and I've been stuck with them. And we've been family ever since. <laughs> like this is a want to be stuck, right? Amen. You don't want to miss it. You need to get there. I don't care if you need to start walking right now to make sure you get there all time. I don't even care if you have to go start asking your family, listen, I can't miss this. I have to be there. Guys, see this for my birthday. See this for Mother's Day. Whatever the case may be. I'm telling you, there's some things that I've done. Like, listen, I don't even want nothing on my birthday because I want this. I've done that before. I said, I, I don't want this for my birthday because I need this right now. That's going to be my birthday present going up there. And that's what happened. Cortavia says, start walking. <laughs> <laughs> Love you too, Jessica. <laughs> he says, start walking right now. You guys need to get there. You guys need to be there. April 21st through the 22nd. I will put the link up later. But we wanted to do a pre-conference live and kind of tell you some of the things that we're going to be delving into. You think this is something. You ain't heard the half of it. Because we're going in. It's going to be, as she said, can you be a safe place? Can you be a safe haven? Well, the conference is going to be a safe haven. It's going to be a place 
where you don't have to worry about your business going anywhere. It is our desire that you're going to get the answers through the preaching, through the panelists, Amen. through the exhortation, through the prayer, where you don't even have to tell us anything because God will have spoken to your situation. That's our prayer. Amen. Amen. That you Amen. will literally be able to come in whispering to God what the issue is and God will answer you before you leave that place. Before those two days are over, that you will have answers, that you will have clarity, that you will have deliverance, that you will have breakthrough. So before we let you go, I'm going to ask uh, Apostle Shelley for any final remarks she wants to do. I'm going to bless you guys. She's going to pray us out and we're going to see you next time. Any Amen. final remarks? Nothing really. I just want to say thank you for the opportunity, Apostle Octavia, uh, to be here today. I'm excited about the conference. Yes, uh, start walking if you need to. Yes. <laughs> That's going to be awesome. I'm excited. Yes, I'm Amen. excited. Amen. 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 And I want to say thank you, everybody who jumped on with your questions for even just being transparent here, you like transparent in the public forum. Absolutely. And you asked yeah. the hard questions. So bravo to you for even being willing to yeah. ask those things that would have probably been kept in secret before. Um, but I, we look forward to seeing you guys. Thank you so much for hanging with us. Thank you for, I, I pray that this bless you so, so very much. If you can't make it, but you want to sow into somebody coming, like you say, Hey, I want to purchase a ticket for somebody. You can definitely do that. Um, you can sow into the ministry. I'll put that way of giving either via Zelle or a cash out that you can sow into somebody else.